Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. As we continue our podcast series called Shields Up, you'll have to excuse me. I uh, got inspired while driving on the road, so if you hear a little more noise than is accustomed on our podcast, that that's why. Um, but sometimes when a thought hits you, you just have to hit record. And so that's what we're doing today. But we're going to continue our series of podcasts today called Shields Up. And uh, we've been talking in our church services and our sermons about the church, uh, what it is. This past Sunday, we talked about exactly what the church is. What does God describe the church to be in the scriptures? And we noticed it was quite the contrast in comparison to what the world thinks of the church. And it was really important for us to look at because if we don't understand the church properly, we certainly can't function properly as the church. So it's along the same lines that I want to talk about today because as we do this podcast series, we do think about how the devil will attack and deceive And going along the lines of what the church is, I do think he is still trying to pervert our idea of the church. And even though we talked about it this past Sunday about what it actually is, it's going to take some time to really cement that in our minds to what God calls the church versus what the world calls the church. And that's just going to take time because the church is not the building and it's not a service and it's not an event we spend together. It's not a place. The church is a people group. And We talked about how it's the bride of Christ. We talked about how the church has the Holy Spirit and it's God's singular plan to defeat evil. And all of those things are really important to think about. But perverting the idea of church is not the only weaponry that the devil uses. Knowing what the church is definitely helps us in the battle. I would say it's half the battle, maybe even more than that. Because if we understand properly what the church is, I do believe that we will appreciate it that much more and fight to do what we've been called to do. But there's another aspect I think the devil uses, another weapon, another tool that he uses to hinder us from actually functioning as the church. And I think it's this idea of just enough church. I don't know if you've ever been to a restaurant where one of the waiters will bring out one of those pepper mills or uh, one of those cheese graters and ask you if you want cheese in your pasta. And you say yes. And so he starts grating the cheese and just says to you, let me know when you've had enough. Let me know when that's enough cheese. And so you start grating cheese, and after a little bit, you're like, okay, that's enough cheese. Um, sometimes when I make my wife coffee, get her a cup of coffee, I know exactly the amount of creamer that my wife likes. She doesn't like it too sweet. That'll ruin the coffee. But she also doesn't like it bland and, and black like I do. So she likes the right amount of creamer. So I have to figure out over the course of 10 years, I've, I think I've figured it out, exactly how much creamer my wife likes in her coffee but that's kind of the idea we're talking about here is just enough we have our lives our lives are like the cup of coffee or the plate of pasta and we know that we need church we do we wouldn't feel right without church in our lives but we have our lives we have them set up we like what we're seeing but we know we're missing something we got to have church in there too so it's kind of like the guy coming out with a cheese grater and he comes up to us and says, okay, how much church do you want? I'm going to, I'm going to start grating and you just let me know when you've had enough. And so he starts grating and it's like, okay, after, after a little bit, it's like, yeah, right there, right there. I'll give you Sunday morning for about an hour and a half. That's exactly the amount of church I'm looking for. That's perfect. Stop right there. Perfect. Um, because that's about enough church. And I think this is where we need to talk about today because the devil is attacking us that way too. I think knowing what the church is is a real step forward in this fight. But we've grown up in this society and maybe we've come to this place where it just seems normal to have enough church. You look at the scripture, it's 
these passages in Acts 2 and Acts chapter 4 where these these people are basically living together. They'd put all of their, you know, wishes and dreams aside. They weren't really concerned with what they got out of this life. It said they were pooling their money together. It wasn't just like a tithe. They were giving their money, pulling it together and saying, listen, all I need is what I need. If I have any extra money, it's going to the church. Because I know there's other people in need in the church and I, I want them to have everything they need as well. So I'm only going to take out of this what exactly what I need and nothing more. And I'm going to give, I'm going to give everything else to the church. And, and then I'm going to let the leaders of the church figure out who is, who's in need. And it was a wild thing. They were living together, spending so much time together. And then I look around at what we have here today in America. And it is very contrasted. These people were living together. These people were acting like a true family. They were putting their lives aside, their wishes aside, their dreams aside. And they were letting God, Christ, you could even say the church, dictate their lives. They were saying, this is about the kingdom of God. It's not about my dreams. It's not about my wishes. It's about the will of God. And God has put everything he has into the church. How can I not invest? How can I not invest in the church? The church is everything to God. So they were letting, it was the opposite. They were letting church dictate what they did and what they spent their time and money on. But here today, it's like we set up our lives. We get the things in it that we want to get. And then we make sure to leave a little space, a little bit of room so we can sprinkle a little bit of church on top. And I'm not thinking of anybody. I'm, this is not thinking of a certain people group or anybody in mind. It's just kind of what I've looked around and saw for the last, you know, 20 years of my life. And I'm included in that. I've been one of those people too that is just enough church. And I think it's it's scary because we have just enough church to settle our conscience. Just enough church to feel religious. Just enough church to feel like we're on the path of Christ. But it's just enough. Too much church is going to ruin things. It's going to make life awkward. It's going to make it seem like there's nothing else that I can get out of this life. And we don't like that. And the devil has had a real big hand in that. Making it seem as if just enough church is, is enough church. But I don't get that semblance at all in scripture. I don't see that anywhere. I, I see the opposite. I see people basically going in the trenches as if they're in war together or they're going on this, this journey together and if they don't all chip in, if they don't all use their gifts and their tools and they don't all unify in love, they don't have a prayer in this battle. And I think one of the things the devil does is he starts by taking the things that God says are eternal. The things that are going to last beyond the time that the earth does. Because if you know anything about what scripture says, the earth is going to be rolled up like a scroll. It's going away. It's everything that we've known and seen and called home here upon the earth is, is going to go away. And this, this earth, this body that we live in, it's fragile. It's temporary. It was never meant to be an eternal abode. But what the devil does is he likes to emphasize how important that stuff is. And he likes to de-emphasize how important the real stuff is. Like things that matter for eternity and church is at the top of that list along with the Lord Jesus himself because the church is going to live on into eternity the church is our eternal family whether we would choose it to be or not that's exactly what it is and God has told us that it, the world's not going to live on the world's going to be rolled up like a scroll he's, he's going to throw the world away it's 
it's disposable to him. It's been cursed. It's no longer useful after its time. And it's not going to go into the kingdom because it's cursed. And he's just going to throw it away. It's refuse. But the church, the church is his bride. The church is his people group. And it's going to live on. But what the devil does, and he's, he's so good at this, he likes to dilute these things that are going to be eternal. Like church. And again, it's not the idea of church that maybe you and I have had for the long period of our life where we think about uh, the building. It's not what, what he's talking about. It's not the service. It's not the event we have on Sunday morning. It's, it's not the place we go to. This church is a body. It's a people group. It's the bride of Christ. It's supernaturally redeemed souls with the Holy Spirit. But the devil says, yeah, listen, it's, it's not that big a deal. It's not that important. The stuff on the earth is the important stuff. So you need to set up a good life. Have a good job. Make sure you have a lot of memories with your family. Get successful. Live for your dreams and your wishes. That stuff's really important. All he's doing is turning the tables. He's completely flipping them over. And he's making everything on the earth look important and everything in heaven look unimportant. And he's getting us to actually buy into this just enough church thing. That we set up our lives, we got our lives going, and I like my family, I like this job that I've got, I like the memories that I'm making, I like the fun that I'm having, I'm being successful. Yeah, I would feel weird if there was no church on top of that. So let's throw some church on top, and, and now we got it. We got everything. You know, I'm happy, God's happy, everybody's happy here. But if I look at the scripture, I'm going to be honest, I don't think God's happy with that. I just don't. I don't think he's happy with just enough church. Because it's God's singular plan to defeat evil. It's God's singular plan to mature us. It's his son's one-day bride. Can you imagine if, if that was the, the example, the illustration we have here? If, if your bride, your one-day-to-be wife or husband, was in this relationship with you and he was just trying to get by just trying to give you a little bit of his time, enough time so you believe that he was a good husband. But he really didn't want to give you too much. He really didn't want to invest too much because he didn't want to lose his stuff. He didn't want to lose his friends. He didn't want to lose what he wanted to spend his money on. Sadly, a lot of marriages are that way. But that's a really sad picture. Imagine if you had a relationship where your spouse or your mate was just giving just enough to consider it a marriage but nothing more. But that's the way we kind of treat Christ. That's the kind of way we treat God and his church saying, listen, God, I, I don't know if I want a lot of this. You know, an hour on Sunday morning is exactly what I'm trying to give here. If I can go to a service on an hour and, and hear a sermon and feel convicted and have some good feelings, yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for. That's just enough church. And I want to go back to my life. And it's really sad. It's sad that that has become a reality. And the question we all have to answer here is how do we flip the script on the devil? How do we go back? How do we change things so it's completely the opposite? We're looking at the things of this earth as temporary. We're holding the things on this earth with a very loose grip. But the things that are eternal, we're investing in. If it, if it has eternity upon it, as the church does, well, that's worth investing everything. Like the people in Acts. If it's eternal, why wouldn't I give everything to this church? How do we flip that script? Because we have to. And I think the devil really hates this idea that we're talking about the church because he has done his best 
He has poured into so many deceptions and so many lies into getting us to devalue this thing called the church. But you know what he hasn't done? You know what he hasn't done? He hasn't thrown the baby out with the bathwater. He hasn't told us that church isn't important. And that's so crafty. I mean, you look around the world that we live in and everybody's a churchgoer, it seems. You know, everybody's got religion. Most of the world, most of the known world is not atheist. They believe in God. They go to church. They go to mass. They worship. They do their religion and they feel good about it. And they have just enough, especially in a Western culture like we live in. It's just enough. But that's all they give. That's all they give because they believe there's conscience is settled. They believe that God is satisfied with that. And they go back to their lives. And that's so devilish because the devil knows that just enough church is actually better for his purposes than no church. Because it's a greater deception. Because if we didn't have church, if we weren't religious, if we weren't giving God anything, then our conscience would claw at us and, and we, we would feel bad about that. And that bad feeling, that, that conscience clawing at us would actually get us to search it out. And we may actually come to the conclusion that we've been in the wrong. And then we might repent and turn around. And what he wants to do is he doesn't want us to ask any questions. He doesn't want us to rock the boat. He wants us to believe that we have just enough church, just enough Christianity, just enough relationship with Christ so everybody's satisfied. And I know this is convicting. I'm convicted by it. But we have to change this. This is scary. This really is. This is nothing to joke at because God is invested in his church. He's invested his son's blood into the church. There's no, no way to get out of this. There's no way to not invest in this thing because it's so important to God. So you and I, I think one thing we need to do, and we've talked about this on Sunday, is we need to change our vocabulary. We need to change our perception of what church is. I don't think we can do without that either. We can't just say, oh, we need more services. We need a bigger building. We need more numbers. No, that's not the point because that's not church. Church is people. Church is people who have been redeemed, that we have relationships with, that we grow with and fight with and learn with and depend upon and are vulnerable with, pray for. That's what we need more of. We need more of that. But the second thing we need is we need to realize that. We need to value that. We need to flip our lives upside down. And so, wait a minute, I've been doing it the opposite. I've been setting up my life and then sprinkling church on top. And I need to do the opposite. I need to invest in the church. I need to give my life to Christ. I need to surrender all. And then the Lord will tell me what else I can have. If I can have some things of the world, he'll let me know. If I could sprinkle a little bit of fun and happiness and memories on top of that, then God will let me know and that'll be good. But I'm going to give everything to the church. I'm going to give everything to Christ. I'm, I'm going to really invest my life in the things that are eternal. That's a deep thing to think about, but it's really important. And I hope we'll think about that today. The solutions are big. This isn't like quick fix. This isn't just change one little mindset in our mind. It, it is really revamp everything. I mean, it's sit down, it's talk, it's pray, it's search out the scriptures, and it's really consider that if we've been wrong, it's it's time to throw throw it out and start over. 
change your mindset completely. Change your heart set completely. Will a lot of people be willing to do this? Probably not. No, probably not, because we do live in a culture that just has enough church. And we feel good about that. We feel comforted that way. And we're able to live a nice, comfortable American life. And I'm not saying that's wrong. It's not wrong to live and have comforts. But it is wrong to live for comforts. It is wrong to sprinkle church on top of our lives. And we need to put our shield of faith up to the devil and say, no longer, no longer. I'm not going to do that with the church any longer. I'm not going to make the church a fraction or a sliver of my life any longer. It's going to be the primary thing. It's going to be the thing I give most of my energy and my time and my money to. I'm going to invest. I am going to invest because I believe God's plan works. I believe that what God says is truth. Are we willing to do that? Are we really willing to consider these things? And I'm asking that of my own soul today. And I'm a pastor. And you would think, well, the pastor, this is easy for you because this is your job. You don't have to give up your job because your job is leading the church. But that's not really the solution for me either. Because I sometimes can treat the church like a job. And that doesn't mean I'm investing if I'm doing that. If my role is a pastor and a leader of God's church, I really hope, I really hope that I am investing in the church. That I'm giving it my my all, my everything. And I hope you do too. Yes, our roles are, go- are going to be different. And I'm not saying the investment or the time will look exactly the same between pastors and members. That's not the point. The point is to let God's word dictate this idea of church. If we look at a scripture and we see that church is a really big deal to God, that God has invested the blood of his son into it, and he's going to conquer the devil with it, and all of his purposes and wills are going to be accomplished through the church, then we got to get on board. we got to get on board, and we got to get this idea of just enough church out of it. There's no sprinkling church on top of our lives anymore. And all I ask really from you today is to think and pray and consider. Search God's word. Talk. Have conversations with your church, with your people that you consider close Christian friends and family. And, and we're going to do, do that with our church. We're going to keep this conversation going because this is really important. And the devil is winning, at least it seems that way. And probably laughing at us along the way because he's completely turned the script on us and said, I have gotten them to think everything in the earth is important. And everything in heaven and everything in eternity is not important. And if as long as I'm doing that, I'm winning. But I pray that we would fight. I pray that we would wake up and say, no longer. No longer am I going to consider this right. This is not right. Church is important important. The church is my family. The church is the bride of Christ. The church is God's special people. The church is God's singular plan to accomplish his will. And I'm all in. I'm all in. Whatever it looks like, God. Whatever you ask of me, God. What I can't do is sprinkle it on top and then find out on the last day that you were serious about how important your church is. I pray, I ask that God would help us in this battle. I do thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. 
Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.